0: Good morning and welcome, especially those who are joined us via live stream this morning. You know, in this first reading today, the prophet Ezekiel, he was facing a great challenge. He was among the people of Israel, those who had abandoned the ways of God. So we heard, his great name was profaned among the nations So they had profaned the name of the Lord through their idolatry and through the many injustices that were committed against one another. So remember these Israelites, they are God's chosen people. And now as God's chosen people, they have strayed away far from God. They were lost in their own wilderness, so to speak, leaving the path of the Lord, ignoring what God had done for them and what God was wanting to do for them. Does this sound familiar? Right? It's our world today. It's the culture in which we live. This is our society today. How far we have strayed from God, wandered far away from his ways, from his mercy, far away from his love and his protection. He has been pushed out of our culture. He's been rejected. And I think we as a nation, by our words and actions, have been increasingly asking God to leave us alone so that we can go our own way and do our own thing. Perhaps all the chaos we see in our world today is because God is ignoring our wishes. Without the presence of God, chaos takes over, division becomes prominent, and God is silenced. Now, if someone can tell me that's a different image of our culture today, please do. But certainly that's what I see, that's what I hear, that's what I read. Yet in the midst of this bleak scenario, God gives Ezekiel a message of hope. God will transform the hearts and spirits of his people. It will be God who takes the initiative, not the prophet, but God will use the prophet to proclaim this message of hope. Through the words of the prophet, God will prove, as we heard, prove his holiness. He will sprinkle clean water upon them to cleanse them from all their impurities. From all their idols, he will cleanse them. Would that be great if he did that in this world, in this country today? He will give them a new heart and a place in them a new spirit taking from them their stony hearts. He will put his spirit within them and make, and and, and give them a life of abundance. I think what is needed now in our own lives and in the life of this country is what what I might want to call open heart surgery. The Lord giving us a new heart and placing in us a new spirit, taking from us our stony hearts. We all have them in some way, if we're honest with ourselves. Yes, Jesus gave us a new heart and a new spirit when he poured out his spirit upon us in baptism, but he's always seeking to renew and to recreate us, just as during the time of Ezekiel, but we all still have heart problems and need to seek out the heart doctor, who is Jesus. I remember a year, probably a year and a half ago, when all the bishops of the US were on a retreat at Mundelein Seminary, it was at the Holy Father's request after the big scandal. Our retreat master was Father Canto La Mesa, <clears throat> He's a preacher of the papal household, and he posed this question for us to reflect upon. I think it's a good question for everyone today. But it was, he asked us to reflect upon this question, where, where is my heart directed? Where is my heart directed? I think it's a question we need to keep asking daily, weekly, where is my heart directed? But not not only that question, he also posed this question. And it's kind of in a quote, so I'm gonna gonna read the quote to you, but it really speaks to where we are today. He says, is Jesus for us a person or just a personality, a celebrity, a cult figure? He said, we need to ask ourselves a question. Is Jesus for us a person or just a personality? He's, or a cult figure, a celebrity. He said there's a big difference between the two. Personalities include people like Julius Caesar, Napoleon, George Washington, or any any number of people who have, a fo- who have a following today. It could be all the Hollywood celebrities or all the sports figures. He said a personality is someone whose name is on everyone's tongue, someone you can freely write about or talk about but not someone you can talk to or speak with. By way of contrast, a person is someone you can talk and speak to. He said, unfortunately, the vast majority of Christians, for them, Jesus is a personality and not a person. He's a part of a set of dogmas, doctrines, or heresies. He is one whose memory we celebrate in the liturgy, proclaiming the Eucharist as his real presence But as long as we remain on the objective level, without Jesus becoming subjective, that is, without developing a personal relationship between ourselves and himself, he remains external to us, outside of ourselves, something that touches our minds but does not enter into and warm our hearts. And despite everything, there he remains, a remnant of the past, because we instinctively place 20 centuries between ourselves and Him." It's the end of the quote. Seriously, I think this is much of our Catholic culture today, unfortunately. So where is my heart directed? Where is my heart directed? It's a question we need to keep asking daily, weekly. And as you and I, as we interiorize the spirit of the gospel, which comes from a constant and personal friendship with Jesus as a person, not a personality, leading us to share his sentiments and his attitudes, then he will lead us to come to know our deepest identity. So friends, as perhaps as we approach this altar today to receive the very food that sustains us, we might give Jesus permission to do open-heart surgery on each one of us, giving us a new heart, a new spirit, taking from us our stony hearts, giving us natural hearts to love as he does, to show mercy as he does, and to direct our hearts totally to him because in doing so Jesus will not remain a remnant of the past, 20 centuries placed between ourselves and him. And with a new heart and a new spirit, he will truly become the Lord of our lives in a new way. Amen. Open heart surgery, There he comes.